0: hello hello and welcome to the here to uplift podcast where we center the stories of impactful change makers entrepreneurs and community leaders who have done the hard work of uplifting themselves through adversity to get where they are today and now uplift others along the way in their journeys i'm lolo fisher your host Lover of all things wellness, healing, and empowerment, and I would greatly appreciate if you show us your support by liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast with others. Let's get into it. All right, y'all, we're back with another episode, and today my special guest is Lori D. Escobar. Lori is one of the kindest and most genuine humans I have ever met, and she takes this attitude of compassion and care into every single client relationship. Lori and I actually met at Rumble City Boxing in San Jose. She teaches one-on-one and group stretch classes there, and after taking her class myself, I can attest to how powerful her stretch therapy is for athletes and everyday movers alike. As a stretch therapist, health coach, and certified trapeze and gravity yoga instructor, Lori takes on a holistic approach to working with clients to help expand their body awareness, incorporating breath work, hydration, mobility work, and conversations around mental and spiritual health. I'm guessing you can see why we connected so quickly. She really understands and leads with a trifecta concept of mind, body, spirit. In today's chat, we talk not only about movement and wellness, but also The pressure of making choices that your family and friends may not always understand and support, shifting friendships, and how the unexpected, sometimes traumatic experiences can be the exact thing we need to pivot and recenter ourselves. So whether you're watching or listening, I know you're going to feel her positive energy through the screen, through your headphones, through the car. So buckle up, listen in, and join me for my conversation with Lori D. Escobar. all right y'all welcome back to the here to uplift podcast i'm here with my new and good friend lori d escobar and i am so excited to talk more with her about her journey as a stretch coach but so much more what the journey actually was like to get there so lori just start by like telling us a little bit about you what you do now before we get into what's come before this
1: okay so now i'm here at rumble city boxing i'm the stretch coach here and what I mainly do is I do assisted stretching and I also do classes here and from here. That's what I mainly do here. Yeah, yeah.
0: As you can see over here. Yes.
1: That's what we see. This is my office.
0: <laughs> this is the office. <laughs> We're in the office. Okay, so what is, like, what is a stretch coach? What do you actually do?
1: That's a great question. So as a stretch coach, I also found myself as a stretch therapist. Mm. So with a stretch goes, there's so many things behind stretching. Since this is like my two years getting into it, and I had this opportunity to come here and do stretching, um, it is with one-on-one assisting on this table. Um, I make sure um, the person that I have clients with is one-on-one assisting, um, classes, we definitely understand what is going on with your body. You know we have a lot of movements with our body um, but the one thing that's not really paid attention here is stretching so i like to expand on that so everybody's pretty much aware how to utilize your body as a tool
0: absolutely so before this (laughs) i took your stretch class before we actually sat down to record the podcast and to be honest it wasn't what i was expecting Oh. I didn't know what I was expecting exactly, but I feel like any time I've taken a stretch class that's at a gym specifically, it's very much just like, here's this static motion, here's this static motion. It almost feels like PE in high school, mm-hmm. right? And it did not feel like that at all. And the main difference I feel like was one, the language that you used, you were really helping educate us all around the muscle activation, okay. dynamic stretching, static yeah. stretching, and that was huge. So like why do you do it that way what's the main, main difference that has led you into teaching that way
1: so uh i think earlier when we were talking right it was more like we we're popped into this world and we don't know how to actually use our body um, and when when it comes to movements and when it comes to stretching we don't we just wanna be aware, you know, aware of what we do and it goes with a lot with mental and knowledge and education mm-hmm. and who provides that for you? I mean, you hope to think so. <laughs> Nobody really? Yeah, you hope to yeah. so like the education system would, but we're not gonna really like tap into that as much as we could, you know, there's more backgrounds and that's I've, my journey behind that too, but I, I'm that person which I hold value is love, support, and accountability. Mm. And I want someone to come to me and understand the body much more when they're going up to, you know, once you're born and then up once you're, you know, end of life care. You want to yeah. put it that way. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. But you said you worked in a nursing home, right?
1: Uh, so my parents, they, I was blessed since I, we're both, I mean, I'm Filipino and I'm sure everybody knows. <laughs> What a Filipino is, Yeah, um, uh, we're big on nursing. So if that's the case, yes. My parents, um, I got lucky, they own residential care homes. So I had that since I was in middle school. That okay. was my background. I okay. start off with that. And having to be with the elderly, I knew how the elderly community or gerontology, mm-hmm end of life care, holistic care, I mean, yes, holistic and hospice mm. and companionship. And I'm sure people, well, there's time to hear this. What, it, how I took that portion as something to build up from.
0: Mm. What was that transition like?
1: In terms of?
0: Starting there and then now oh coming gosh. to a stretch coach. Cause there was a lot there's, of steps between there or?
1: Uh, yes there's lots of stuff where I'm at from here yeah 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 so um, Loki to say being young and not noticing wait we're not aware of what our body does right right? and being to there's a situation where I remember when I loved going to the care home because Mm -hmm. I didn't on my mom's side I didn't have grandpa my grandpa mm-hmm. and my grandma so it's, so it's a residential care home there's six of it all of them were all of them were my grandpa's and grandpa's that I in yes. joy yes. so I love hearing um, stories of the eldest re- yeah. elders regardless what state they're in it could be Alzheimer's, dementia parkinson's second to, second um degree in terms of their disorders yeah. or conditions, regardless of what it is, I still accept them of who they are. Mm. And getting to know them, I was like putting that in introspective, yeah. introspectively and I was like, okay, if I'm this age now, how am I supposed, how is life gonna be till I mm. hit this age?
0: Ooh, that's, that's a lot to be able to think about though because yeah. I feel like, For somebody who doesn't didn't grow up in that situation i'll say it that way like i there was a relative uh sidebar in a sense because my dad is a dog trainer and he trained therapy dogs as well so he had a lot of uh partnerships with alzheimer's units so that he would bring the dogs into the spaces and everything so that was like nice but i i always struggled with in a similar way you know i don't have all my grandparents so i would like really like start loving these folks and getting attached but when you have those moments where they don't remember you at all, right? Or when somebody passes, because obviously there's an expectation there, like right, huh? life ends at some point. Like as a young person, that was really hard for me. And I was not able to get to that introspective level that you were. So like, did you have that challenge? Like of, I of dealing did. with the loss too, or was it easier?
1: Oh God, uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, lo- I saw a lot of um, deaths so with um, hospice. And I'm very fortunate to have my mom to expose me to that. Yeah. Um, it was a very hard situation to understand. Mm. Um, but it. I think that's the part. Not realizing then, it was like the resiliency of, yeah. not understanding it, but now building that to a point where, okay, that's the definition. Right. But also, what kept me strong is, or keep me moving is that my, my mind. I was right. understanding why is my mind like in this motion and won't stop thinking and yeah. keep going and I'm trying to understand. I'm always wanting to know what is, like building up like what is what, what is mm-hmm. this, what is this, and mm-hmm. like I just, it just wouldn't stop. Mm. And it builds up from there, I yeah. guess it would be a Yeah,
0: okay, did you go to college?
1: I did. What college did you go to? San Jose State.
0: Okay, what did you study there?
1: Occupational therapy okay and i have two minors
0: yes we <laughs> were talking about minors two minor crew that's right you <laughs> told me that yesterday i was like two minor crew we'd be doing all the yes. things and everybody's like why are you being so extra but we get it yes. we understand yes so yes us. what were your two minors psychology and gerontology okay, okay so there's the gerontology piece yes and then psychology mental where, where, why did you choose that ask it that way? Whoa, that's like, good to be. Yeah. I know for me, I was like, dance, Africana studies, business. I know exactly how they come together. So how do those three things come together for you?
1: Um, there's a lot about understanding knowledge and our body mm-hmm. and I say the, the stages mm. of what we go through in life. And so I say, I always thought about um, how do we progress within time? Yeah. And so psychology, I learned about everything in terms of our human body, um, the mental aspect, mm-hmm. um, how it is as we age, um, being a child, adolescent, yeah. teenager, young adulthood up to elderly. So yeah. it's a lot that we go through and Ugh. we change through that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They say, what do they say? A human changes every five to ten years, like mentally and physically, something like that, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't feel like that's that's too big. I'm like, every two years, I'm like, oh, <laughs> life is changing around me. Yeah. My knees are broken now. What's
1: happening? Yeah. What's going like, on? I don't,
0: I don't agree with this five to ten years. I need to be two to four. We're in two to four yeah, range right now. Slow down. Now. Yeah, maybe that's 20 20 just 20 once you get to your like late twenties and everything's like.
1: Yeah, actually <laughs> they said that um, the pre, um, pre cortex frontal lobe. Yeah. Yeah. At the age of twenty eight, is when it's fully matured.
0: Oh, it's about time. <laughs> Alright. Okay. And I didn't realize too. That time. Like,
1: <laughs> oh gosh, I probably already saying my age at that time when I was thirty. Um, 28 i was thinking like oh my gosh why do i feel like everything is just expanding
0: that's literally my word last year was expansion yeah yeah my word last year was expansion that's exactly what it felt like and now i was just telling you you know as i'm trying to figure out what's not necessarily what's next because i really thought i was like Oh, this is where I want to be, this is what things are going to be, and I'm like being pulled in like some different directions, but every time I listen to that pull, yeah. it feels so aligned mm-hmm. and it's bigger things. It is. It's so out of my comfort zone, but then it feels mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And this would make sense now. So yeah. Gosh, I need some psychology lessons <laughs> in here, all right.
1: <laughs> but it's that expansion that we tap yeah. in, we don't realize that we just want more. That's yes. your calling, yes. you want something more out of that.
0: Is that where stretch came in for you? Did you feel that?
1: Yes. Yeah, not
0: till later. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Not till later. Ooh, keep going on the journey then. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm always like, okay, wait, is that when it fit in? Is that when it fit in? But twenty. Well, yeah, so
1: twenty was a time when I graduated occupational therapy. Okay, okay. Um, then I did expand on uh, health coaching.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Are um, you still a health coach? Yes. Okay. Health cool.
1: coaching, I do breath work, and I also do yoga. Mm. So I do, um, I have my certificates with yoga, which is inversion yoga and gravity yoga, and under Lucas Rockwood. He's amazing. Nice. So it's a different, um, it's more scientific basis okay. versus what is yes, with
0: our, our nerd out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this nerd out right here, stretching. <laughs> so yeah, it, it does expand with stretching from there. Yeah. So, Um, That's what I didn't realize, that's what I realized dealing with things at the care home, you Mm -hmm. know, that's more uh, a structural base, um, hospital base, you know, skill settings. um, There's a part of the community that's missing. Mm. And um, I really wanted to fill in that gap and that's through stretching. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get into stretching until um,
0: I had a car accident.
1: Mm. And that was to about over oh, two years ago.
0: Okay, so in your thirties. Yeah. Two years ago, that yeah. car accident. Yes. Changed the trajectory or just realigned?
1: Oh, that's a good one. I want to say both. Okay. Yeah.
0: Are you comfortable telling me more about the car accident? Sure. Yeah. yeah please.
1: Yeah. So, um, oh, in what terms and what detail?
0: Hmm. Tell me the story. What happened, and what was going through the mind at the time? And okay, so with this car accident,
1: I was on the freeway, uh, trying to get into. So it's six eighty to one and here in San Jose, um, you got some those those people that just. So I'm going in. Uh, I look at the I look at the my rearview mirror, mm-hmm. and. I'm, I'm slowing down because people are trying to merge in. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's someone zooming back and forth, thinking that he's what, Superman. Yeah. I knew what was going to happen, then hit me from behind. Mm. And so um, total, car ac- total car accident, um, both ends. It was just only us two. But after that, that journey was was it took a lot up from me, because mm-hmm. from there, like I couldn't walk for about eight, I'm going to say eight to, I'm going to say eight months to a year because that took well, a lot of me.
0: You
1: couldn't walk. I couldn't walk. It, walking was hard. Um, so um, I I I had to really scale back and understand how to get these muscles moving. Yeah. And today, I, I it's fast forward, you know, understanding how, to, what was out there to deal with lawyer, the uh-huh. lawyer, and then to deal with um, the medical system itself, Right. it was frustrating. Yeah. Like, you have to advocate for yourself. And that was the most exhausting experience. Yeah. Physically, medically, and emotionally. Yeah. Because to even deal with what I have now, I have sciatica and if I'm pronouncing this right, cervical radiculopathy. So pinch nerves here. Mm. I have this part I don't feel is numb. Really? My whole arm I can't feel from my middle finger to my pinky.
0: So does that all have to do with nerves? Yeah. Nerve endings? Nerve endings,
1: nerves. So understanding the nerves, understanding how the muscle works and actually experiencing all that at mm-hmm. hand and doing all this is, is, is just, overwhelming, but right. try to also ground yourself yeah. is, is the whole thing. There's more to it, but yeah. yeah.
0: And yeah. honestly, two years ago really isn't that mm-hmm. long, especially mm-hmm. if you had almost a whole year of not being able to walk and be right. comfortable in movement. So yeah. that's a huge transition for you to now be in a gym setting, coaching folks mm-hmm. on how to stretch, manipulating folks hands-on, because I know you do the one-on-one sessions as well. Like, Was that hard to get back into it? Or,
1: uh, yes, yeah. mentally, yes. Um, yeah, not like to say like transitioning into it. You know, I have my moments where like <laughs> I'm just very transparent. Yeah. So when I'm stretching someone on this table, one on one, like I, I would get those shocks every now and then. I was like, oh, oh, and I just be trying like let me take a breath, let's get a deep yeah. breath in, and I let them know, you know, what has happened. they're like, what? I didn't. know you, you never had know. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's. It's amazing because I'm able to connect with yeah. my clients with that mm. spinal cord injury. Um, I would think it would be difficult, but yeah. it was not as bad as I thought it would be.
0: And I'm sure Just because physically. so many get people, especially I hear a lot of sciatica things now, right? Mm-hmm. Sciatica, pinch nerve things. I feel like you get it from a completely different level to where you can really help your clients understand their bodies Mm -hmm. with more awareness rather than just what I would see typically, even on YouTube sometimes, you know, you see, this is how to stretch blank. And it's like, but everybody's body is different. That's not like that stretch won't work for everyone. Yes. So, oh, I'm like, that's why I'm so glad I got to take your class. And if anybody's watching this that is in the San Jose area, come to Rumble City Boxing and take a (laughs) class with Lori. It was It's a really great class, and then perfect if you're going to work out before or after, Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. But sidebar. Um, What got you through that time? Because that sounds like it was a really hard season. What got me
1: through that time? Ooh, that's actually a good one. Um, I'm going to say what I got myself. So I'm going to mark it off with. Uh, remember waking up in the morning and I was really frustrated at myself Um, and knowing the fact that I couldn't walk I had to get through it Mm -hmm. so I remember oh my god what is that song Uh, it's a beautiful song I turned on the music and I was like Laura you gotta stretch so it's a lot of mental preparedness Mm. and I'm gonna say it's really connecting what was at then wanting to heal myself and a lot of things when it comes with stretching and healing really tapped in into my unhealed wounds, mm. not just physically, but also uh, because mentally and things that happened in the past. Yeah. So a lot of unhealed wounds that I wanted to let go and know that this is a part of me that this journey that i'm going through Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so
0: can you say more on the unhealed wounds part because i don't think that's something we always correlate with the physical healing.
1: so the unhealed wounds oh my (laughs) going through like the (laughs) whole psychology and like talking to you know going to like therapy sessions you know um uh i'd say like we're not well we all have our flaws Mm -hmm. uh so it would be at that moment is that i held in a lot of sexual trauma. Um, I was raped, so a lot of it is going through my like, stretches mm-hmm. and allowing that to let go. So it was a mm-hmm. weird correlation to that, but it helped, it's very yes. Aligning. Yes. Um. Another one is that a lot of pressure with my mom, mm-hmm. uh, Filipino's mom. My mom, I love her too, I know she wants the best for me. but having to switch off into an entrepreneurial lifestyle mm. was a lot of pressure that I was getting as well. Yeah. Um, and understanding, you know, the body myself right. and the new uh, injuries and what it came with and yeah. thinking that this is an end-all deal, which oh. is still a struggle, you know, that's where, yeah. that's where oh. it lies.
0: That's hard, too, I think, with the layer of family, because I know I resonate with that one, just in a different way that, you know, I think anytime we have parents, grandparents, family who has come from a struggle, yeah. all they want for you is stability. They do. And then we're coming from a place where we've seen the stability, mm-hmm. um, but we also see something greater for ourselves. We do. And to actually make that choice is it's so freaking scary. fearful whether it's an entrepreneurial yeah. jump or just out of the range of whatever your parents offer you like it can go either way mm-hmm. but for our case of like making that entrepreneurial journey how did you move through the fear and now this layer of pressure that you know you were getting from your family
1: oh my god it didn't take a day though
0: oh <laughs> my nope. god it did
1: not i think the best way to describe it is being surrounded with Uh, people you align with and um, getting that support and also being very courageous at your end and knowing that you know this is what you want to be at but you know this is what others want for you but having to advocate yourself having you to just trust and trusting the journey is huge <laughs> trusting the universe too <laughs> like
0: i'm just trusting everything I know, it right? says, uh what's happening next line.
1: yeah <laughs> exactly right. so that was <laughs> oh my god it's 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 one of those things and i'm sure you could have re- resonate too is it, it's it's an everything process so just mm-hmm. being courageous and just taking it as it comes mm-hmm. and hoping that when you put in that effort yeah. you know towards what you want in a goal it's going to happen. And so far, it has. Yeah. Yeah, it has, it has. It's a crazy phenomenon, but it really does work when you put that effort in your trust and you just believe. Yes. You believe.
0: You know, I thought... To, to not curse necessarily, but, you know, I thought it was BS when people were just like, if you just believe it, it'll come true. And I'm just like, oh, but, yeah, <laughs> your bitch is struggling over here, all right? Like, <laughs> hello? Um, but in reality, it's like, we, we talk about this. We make light of entrepreneurship. You have some people like, ooh, entrepreneurship is sexy. You get this, like, vibe of like, ooh, that's, that's that next level up. It brings you confidence mm-hmm. and courage. And then there's this other side of it where it's like, It is really scary, it's hard, most people aren't built for it. But what we don't always like talk about is that it's both. Yeah, it's- mm -hmm. When the missing piece is mindset and belief in yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just because you believe in yourself doesn't mean that it's gonna be a great, peaceful, easy journey every step of the way. Like the point of it, I feel like I've learned at least, please tell me if this is where you're coming from too. I feel like the point of believing yourself is so that when you're in those low, tough moments when things aren't working out, you still can persevere and push through with the full faith that you have the ability to. Yeah, I agree. And that's that's the part I did not quite realize early enough. But <laughs> Yeah.
1: Like you it's said, a never com- ending process. Yeah, it's like confidence yeah. and oh my God, just pushing through, you know, whatever you're going through right now is definitely something to get you more stronger and resilient. Yeah. And that's what makes you, yeah. it really makes you, um, you build up from that. Mm-hmm. And after that, you get to know who you are, which is amazing. Yes. You didn't think yes. how much confidence you have. Um, you build character. Right. Yeah. Right. It's actually gratefulness is the one thing mm-hmm. that I feel that's what also pushes us forward. Okay. The support that we have, especially with Grumble yeah. City Boxing. I didn't know as you project and align with who you are. Oh my gosh everything comes your way. Yeah. It just oh you're like, oh my gosh. So three values. Love, support, Mm -hmm. accountability. Accountability. I love it. You like it too? I love it. Yeah. If I found anything like that around my area, abundance of it comes through. Mm
0: -hmm. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. and Do you think anybody can apply that? Yes. Yeah? I think so. What would be the barrier if first if some if somebody's out there that's like I keep trying to manifest this, it is not coming my way, it is not happening. Like how do I bring that to me? How do I find these opportunities? I honestly think it's just
1: come out of your comfort zone and being very transparent. Um, some people put this facade that they wanna be when they're not. Mm. Right? Just be real. Like I don't care. Just be fucking real, seriously. And um, even though you're feeling you're low, express it. Yeah. You know what is there to hide? Everyone has their stories. Everyone so goes through their emotions. So true. It's a wave motion, but it's temporary. Yeah. You know. Um, and if you, and be around the people who does support you. Mm-hmm. You know, if they don't. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. And you know how that feels already. You already know. That's
0: true, especially as you're getting old. If you're anywhere in your 20s or beyond, (laughs) you know what it's like when the friends around you, the people around you have to shift.
1: Yep, and if they're not even giving you that reciprocating beneficial relationship, Mm -hmm. it should be equal, then that's where your energy should be put in. If it's not even, or at least enough for you to get that flow going, Mm -hmm. gotta reevaluate the situation. Or your friendship or relationship. Mm. Could be anything, yep.
0: Can you give me an example of a time that you've maybe had to like shift a relationship that was like hard for you to do? Yeah, friends, you
1: know, Um, relationships in the past, you know. If I didn't feel that it was equal, Mm -hmm. or you, I, so for example, like when it comes to friends that I don't, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm still balanced with them, you know, like I make sure I try to contact them, but if you're realizing, like, for example, just for example, I'm putting energy on you. How are you right. doing? You know, how's everything? Expectations are going, let that go, mm-hmm. you know? Mm. But if, if you're realizing your effort and your energy is placed on way too much and there's no equal balance, then yeah. um, you got you to gotta delegate and figure out where you should bring that energy back to yourself. Because mm. I used myself last.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that giver. The I'm give a give her her. mentality. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I asked too, because I, uh, we're in 2023 now. We're <laughs> trying to think of time wise. Probably about over a year ago, so maybe closer to the two year range. Um, I was building this friendship with a girlfriend of mine that just, she became my sister, okay. you know? Yep. It was one of those deep, deep, deep relationships. And it was, it felt so aligned in the sense of like friendship sisterhood family and business as well because she was an entrepreneur and business owner and we it was probably good two and a half years we just got closer and closer and closer and it was just it was probably one of the most valuable relationships in my entire life then no you know little shifts started happening okay, okay little shifts and I feel like Mm, I don't know if they were warning signs for me to like prepare my heart for this relationship to transition or end or if it was something I could have resolved in a sense and like in this way in this sense I'm kind of just still workshopping it to figure out what happened with the relationship because it still hurts a little bit yeah. that I got so close to this person um, like quite literally I was like your, your children will call me godmother. Yeah. mother, call yeah. me God, mom. You know, yeah. like so there was like this layer nice. of it yeah. um, and we're both building our businesses, like we're making these things happen. We're supporting each other, encouraging each other. And it was just distance at first. And, you know, people got things going on in their lives. Cool. But to your point, when I started realizing I was just giving so much and not getting it back, and then I would communicate it. because I was mm-hmm. trying to work on my communication, like, Hey, you know, this has been bothering me, blah, blah. Okay. Received. Oh. I'll do better after like three or four times of that, and then the situation getting more to where, you know, I had some traumatic things happen in my own life, and then I reached out, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I haven't been reaching out, Uh only when you need me, I'm like, yes, let me go pick up the kids, let me help you with that, you know, but when I was, like, really going through something hard, it was just, like, no response, nothing back, so Uh I had another friend, you know, in my life who I wasn't quite as close with, but they could see that every time her name was brought up, every time I mentioned her, there was like, it was like a bit of pain, you know? And they were like, I don't know what that situation is, but like, why why are you friends with that person? They didn't know the history that we had, you know, Uh of like uh the sisterhood that we had built. And I was like, you know, and I started talking about, she's done this, she's done this, she's done this, she's this person, these are her values, and this is why we align but everything I was talking about was a past version of okay. her. Oh, If that makes sense. Yes. In the current moment, none of those things were true. She's always there for me, she's this, she's that, you know, like yeah. I was like, oh, I can't actually say those are true. And it's not even just right now, it was like for months, mm. you know? Yeah. And I've communicated it, accountability, no change. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things where I feel like I wanted love, support, and accountability in my friendship. But when it wasn't there, I just kept giving into it until finally I just started distancing myself and it hurt and it still hurts sometimes when I think about that relationship because I loved and valued it so much and to this day like even this is probably the first time I've ever talked about and I'm doing it like publicly but besides you know with the one one friend who I had shared it with like I really hadn't talked about it because I never want to taint their image right you know because I still have so much love and like respect for that person even though unfortunately they weren't the best friend to me anymore they were at one time served a season Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. in changing those seasons it is hard Mm -hmm. it is so hard like when your heart is still like attached to people friendships and i think as women there's this added layer of expectations of what sisterhood or friendship should be like
1: I, i yeah i agree with that but i have to say too during that journey you also changed as well
0: you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. I was growing. Yeah. you were growing. I was growing a lot and I wanted, come with me. Like Come on. Come with me. And then I'm
1: sure with that also giving your heart out and giving that effort to your, your friend, uh, you also wanted to come, you wanted her with you mm-hmm. and I you did. had the best intentions really and whatnot, but you were growing and that growth was something that
0: just didn't quite align yep. anymore. Yep. And I think that's where I've learned is like when we're changing relationships, shifting, maybe it's like, I still love you, but we're not going to talk every day. Or maybe it's like, no, this is a hard cut Like yes. it's different for each person, but it's just the blocks moving and they might realign again. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's the puzzle pieces moving. It's the puzzle pieces moving. And I think that's something I've been talking with a lot of other women entrepreneurs is like, how has your circle changed since oh. you took the leap? And everybody has been telling me, like, completely different. Like yes. the people I hang out with are different. Yes, but it doesn't take away the pain that we feel in the process no, of it. No, it doesn't.
1: And that's the one thing that we, we, as a person, need to be introspective and understand what is mm-hmm. happening, mm-hmm. and just be gentle with yourself, yeah. and the answer will come. Yeah, I think yeah. that's gonna help the gentle part yeah oh and the kindness of how you supposed to speak in your mind as well ah the conversations Yay. we have the internet conversations
0: yes. yes we're so much harder on ourselves mm-hmm. than anybody else would be towards us yep i agree guilty <laughs> guilty <laughs> guilty okay i'm gonna jump for a second sure embarrassing story oh my embarrassing yes. story yes yikes Oh no! <laughs> Something came to mind because your face totally changed. So I love it. Oh man, really? Yeah, I mean, we were, we were getting heavy. So, okay. You know. Embarrassing so story. An embarrassing oh, story again. Okay,
1: well, I'm just gonna say this because I have shared this with um, a lot of, oh my god, there's a lot of embarrassing stories. I'm gonna know which ones to pick. I'm um, gonna go back in elementary school. Oh god, I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> okay so a very interesting story okay I I, we came back from recess I think I was second grade okay second grade and this is where I realized I need to speak up for myself Mm. and I didn't okay so I was a very shy person when I was in elementary school so going back recess (laughs) happens. We go back to class. Teacher tells us, Do you need to go to the restroom? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, thinking that I could hold it, um, I ignored it because I was so my thoughts that I thought I was confident I can't hold it, but at the same time, like, that backfired. So, <laughs> God, <laughs> uh, so with anyway, this being said, we we're in the table, we we're doing math. Um, everyone's quiet, and I really needed to go. <laughs> so what happened was that we was one four tables, I sat uh, four tables, and we had, I think no, I'm sorry, yeah, four, four small tables. And uh, we were doing our homework, and all of a sudden, I just had to go. I couldn't hold it. Yeah. Teacher tells me, "Oh my God, there's water on the floor." Think it was water. All the kids got up, got out those, those <laughs> the napkin and started patting. I was like, "Oh man!" So it just becomes. Wait, did this. anybody knew? No, not no, until. Nobody <laughs> <knew>? <laughs> No one didn't know until the teacher was like, "Lori, come up." I was like, "Oh man." Oh my god. It was quiet, and when I got up, everybody was done, like putting everything in the garbage and cleaning up my mess that was underneath they my hair. They all think it's water, but it's which actually is water, urine. Is no, all right. Is no. <laughs> <laughs> so when I get up, everybody's like, "Oh my god, <gasps> she peed in her pants!" and I was like, "No." And so I was walking to the shame, hall of shame, already called the walking they... to
0: oh, the baby teachers. Lori. Oh. <laughs>
1: Yes, speak up. and Speak up. Yep. speak up. Yep. That's
0: my bursting. Was yours? Also,
1: but if you feel it, yeah. you know, you gotta <laughs> go. So actually putting on that too, you need to understand your body. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so... Uh, Do you have one? I'll, I'll give one of us. <laughs> the time I peed my pants... Uh, <laughs> <EMT moments. laughs> I definitely have a pee in the pants story, except you were in second grade, which yeah. is a lot more valid. I was in college. Um, <laughs> yeah but it was, it's so bad but similar in the sense that i was uh it was one of those days so i was a double major at the time with two minors i ended up dropping one of the majors but um i was at university of arizona which if anybody is familiar with the campus, it's completely flat but it's wide wide uh-huh. wide wide and you know they would never expect a a dance major to also be taking business classes, right? So opposite ends of campus. Oh no! Um, and of course, Africana Studies is on the other far corner. So, I it was one of those like final season, right? So we had finals in like every class, um, including my dance classes. Um, the U of A dance department was very strict about attire and attendance and things like that. So it, I had. Um, way more classes than you're supposed to i got approved for it nice like you're supposed to have what 17 18 credits or something i was at like 24 25 but i had to get you to to do it yeah um but we were doing it except that i wasn't listening to my body when i had to pee (laughs) so i went from one class at 8 a.m and like took the final by the end of that class i was like Mm -mm. "Ah, i gotta go but you know what let's just go to the dance studio if i change quick enough then i can go there so Across the campus to the dance studio, it takes me about 12 to 15 minutes to get to the other side of campus walking, power walking at that. (laughs) Um, And then I change at the dance studio into like my leotard tights, like. Whole get up, right? Oh no! And you know that's like so many layers already. I'm like, tight leotard. No, (laughs) no. no. (laughs) And we do in-person finals, so we're like actually doing movements, and the teacher is like in one of those. I had a very, very old teacher. I absolutely loved him, but he was 80-something years old. And he, he told us distinctly, if I cannot see you, you're not getting a grade. So you needed to be like right yeah, in, in front, front of him. Oh, okay. So if I move, so made it through that class still holding it, look at the time, I'm like, he went over by five to 10 minutes. Fabulous, how am I gonna get there? So then I'm like running to the other side of the campus for my next <laughs> final. Um, do that one, I'm like, yes, I finished five minutes early, five minutes, wow, oh my gosh, start running back to the dance studio, and now I have that five minute gap that I can get to the dance studio, change again for the next class, and then use the bathroom. So I'm like, let's go busting it across campus, (laughs) like practically running. I am about five feet, quite literally, like five feet (laughs) from the bathroom door. It just starts trickling down (laughs) my (laughs) leg. I just stop because I don't know what to do. I just stop, <laughs> and I'm freaking out because I'm like, I'm like, I'm an adult peeing my pants right now. Like, do I keep going to the bathroom? And or it's like go. going down. Do I just like, what do I do? Decisions. I just stood there. It went all the way down. I had boots on into my boot. Oh. My boot has like a little puddle inside of it, right? Like, Fun. and I'm just sitting here. I had black pants on, thank goodness, so you couldn't see it that much, but I could feel it. Oh. And then I'm thinking about it. I. Was trying to make it quicker, so I kept my leotard and tights on underneath the clothes I was wearing. So I'm standing there like, okay, if my boot's wet, if my leggings are wet, then the tights underneath are going to be showing that I just peed my pants, which means my leotard is wet. Do I want to walk into this next class? I just turned my butt home, (laughs) called the teacher, told him I was sick. Can I make up the final? I ended up being able to make up the final, thank goodness, but it was literally the most, like... I don't even know, confusing moment because I did not realize at that point that I couldn't hold my pee yeah. for that long. I, like, I tested it. It was a good, like, had to pee mm, five, yeah. five, almost six hours um, later, I still hadn't peed. And yeah. I guess that's my max. <laughs> You're hustling. <laughs> Can't hold it more than that. But yes, girls, mm-hmm. so you did it in second grade. <laughs> full grown-ass adult. And I'm sure somebody saw me. Okay, I'll give you, oh to sure god. I'm sure of it, but I just was like, Back to the dorm. Back to the dorm. <laughs> like, do not look at anybody. I had the whole class. <laughs> the whole, the whole class. I did have a frosty moment though. You know Wendy's frosties. No, what? You know, like a Wendy's yeah. frosty. When I was a kid, I dropped a Wendy's frosty in my lap, and then I tried to hide it, but like to clean it up. Yeah. But it was a chocolate frosty, so everybody thought I like pooped my pants <laughs> for like the whole day. I love.
1: Hey. Kids are mean. This, these, I know, Kids my are God. mean sometimes. This is what make sense. <laughs> these stories. Nick,
0: so you know. Make sure
1: you always pee halfway through.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Lesson of the entire podcast. <laughs> Don't hold your pee. Listen to your body. Speak up. <laughs>
1: pretty much listen to your body.
0: Yeah. Actually there's, you know what? Embarrassing story, but like there was a there was a message to it. Yeah. There was. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay, what is like something that inspires you?
1: Wow. Um, What is something?
0: Something, someone. someone. What inspires you in general? What keeps you going? Maybe those are different. Yeah, no. um, (laughs) When you
1: said that, what keeps me going is the better version of myself. Mm. That one. um, Who inspires me? My mentors. And I have plenty of mentors. Mm. And um, when I say that, um, I myself have on my own mentor and I figure yeah. out what, well, who can I align with in order for me to actually get um, the next level myself. Yeah. Um, we have Shirley, Caesar, yeah. Ricky, um, even my friends, you know, Marie, um, the list goes on. Yeah. Um, and it could be a mentor that is my age or it could be mm-hmm. someone that's Um, much older, which I, my parents, you know, those who are, give positive influences.
0: Absolutely. Do you feel like it's necessary to have a mentor to grow?
1: Yes. Mm. Extremely important. Those are the ones that guide you through the way when, when in doubt. Yeah. When in doubt.
0: I'm going to jump to our conversation before we started recording the podcast, Mm -hmm. because in relation to that, you said like, those are the ones who guide you in the way. I feel like that's very anti-Western culture. Mm -hmm. Like the communal approach of listening to elders, of following mentors in general, and like building that community to lead you through is a lot more within like Eastern, East African practices, where as we think about, well, I'm just gonna say like black and brown people do this far more (laughs) than what we would see in like white Western American society. So Wow, yeah. Do you feel like in the work that you do as well, the mindsets that you take, that you've been able to shift away from Western culture or that you build it into the work you do? Like, just what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. It was more going through, you know, I saw what I did nursing. Yeah. Uh, my mom, she really wanted me to do nursing. Um, but getting to know that part of the Western culture and how Mm -hmm. the system is, Um, it started maybe question about the system and my values and how I am as a person, how I want to serve someone with compassion and with authenticity and with um, heart and care, you know, and it didn't align with me at all. It didn't mm. so when I was so on top of that my parents do have care homes and having to like just sit in stories with the elders was the one that I loved listening with and that's where I started aligning at my end mm-hmm. where I was like okay I want to go towards the Eastern culture yeah. because what is considered healing you know mm. it could be, through someone expressing, you know, yeah. companionship. Not even more than that, you know, like how do we utilize our body to heal? Right. right. What are those tools? You know, stretching yeah. for one, yeah. knowing the knowledge about your body. Um, but when someone truly, authentically expresses, right? Mm-hmm. That's when you can heal someone pretty well. Yeah. I think that's yeah. where
0: it comes. It's the vulnerability yeah. piece. Oh my
1: gosh! Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I think, so hearing you say this, knowing the work that you do, but then also that there's this journey of entrepreneurship, I think that's been, for me, the lesson of finding that delicate balance between, I'll say, Western culture principles and Eastern yes. culture principles. Yes. And then, of course, that's just few parts of the world that we're like not even growing through this like big identity piece. But the balance of pulling it all together As a wellness entrepreneur. Yeah. It's hard. It's it's hard. It's very, it's challenging.
1: It's challenging. It's challenging. And it's... Not impossible. Challenging. Mm, Very challenging, but it also is very... Being intuitive as Mm. well. Uh, It's also knowing yourself and going through those hardships that even though you won't... um, I said, the things that you don't want to heal, you have to really tap into being uncomfortable mm. with being comfortable with that. Being comfortable with your uncomfortable. That's where it happens, that's the yeah. growth. That's the growth yeah. right there.
0: How do you do that? Where do you start? Oh,
1: man, take a deep breath first, you know, and then be kind to yourself, right? Yeah. Um, and just allow it to happen. When it happens to me, I notice I tear a lot. Yeah. I cry, I have my crying session. And accepting that to happen is huge. Yeah. Analyzing how you feel before, after, you know, it's a lot of uh, really a lot of getting to know yourself. Yeah. And how you handle things when these emotions and waves come through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's not always about changing the way you feel, but just being more connected and aware mm-hmm. of what you're feeling and why. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Finding your whys,
0: Yeah.
1: Right. On your why's always. Yeah. What's your why? What is my why?
0: What's your So I know we're talking okay. about why for the hurt sometimes or the unhealed places, but what is your why for what you do?
1: What was my saying? I had this saying. Um, when I was getting to health coaching, mm-hmm. there is a thing about they ask the question what is your why Mm -hmm. and it's it's bringing me back with that question and for some odd reason I couldn't answer that Mm. but when I think about it when you're putting yourself in a community base your why is making that change for people you know you want them to make a difference be that that change you want for yourself Um, be your difference you know Um, that's what I feel, you know, when you start serving for people, it's not because you want to do it for the money, yeah. but you want to do it because you, that's, that's, that's who you are. That's how you do it heartfully. Right. Right. So that would be my why. Okay. I'll make a difference.
0: Yeah. And I think you are. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Even when I came early seeing you work with like some of your clients one-on-one and with mm-hmm. those private sessions, you could just see the trust they have in you. mm mm-hmm. And that tells me that you're making a difference because it's hard to trust people, it especially with your physical body. It's <laughs> like, yeah, Especially. So what, is, what does it look like now? Because I think there's layers when we're talking about challenges. Yeah. The riskiness of being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and the time it takes to really impact other people. Mm-hmm. What does that look like also having kids?
1: Oh gosh, it, it does put a lot of, it does put a lot of meaning um, to your life, and you also are setting that example, mm-hmm. and it does really uh, push you, you know. And that could be mother why too. Actually, mm-hmm. is my why. Um, I really want them to know that I'm not mom mm-hmm. for them, but at the same time, they see that I'm also doing it for others, and they build that character. I've always mm-hmm. want my kids to be around people who are. Role models, and so they could be that for themselves. Yeah. If I'm not around, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. having kids, oh, love them, but boy, <laughs> you, it's crazy. Once you start having your kids, yeah. or you having kids, you start realizing your own childhood and how that used to be.
0: Yeah. Does it really change? I don't have kids of my own yet.
1: It gives you a different perspective how you actually behave and try to think things before your kids yeah. actions and how they like before like, so it's like they don't uh purposely they're innocence yeah. they're innocence and you know like you try to like guide them in, the, in, a, in a right way but you're aware okay. of it but you don't want to also become childish yeah. and stuff you want to you want to guide them
0: yeah do you teach them about wellness and stretching mm-hmm. and things you do here? how do you do that With young ones.
1: With young ones, so... Again, breathing. I really do. Um, Oh my gosh, sometimes it's really taking a step back. So of course, you know, um, having to be aware of their action. It's like, look, and their emotions. Like, okay. What did we do here let's take a step out let's have a quiet space we want you to be we want you to be aware of what you just did right how did that person how did your brother or you feel you're it's just making expanding their behavior mm-hmm. so it becomes something that they could uh i don't want to say fix mm-hmm. but be aware so they won't do it again yeah.
0: yeah yeah okay i like that i hope to have kids one day and i want to make sure that i'm finding Ways to incorporate the work I do now yeah. around wellness in ways that's actually tangible for them. So yes. I love asking folks who already have kids just to figure out like they're gonna get a lot from the world. So when they they're will. at home, how do I make sure like I'm instilling those values in a healthy way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would add, I
1: would add though like being in uh, Asian or Pacific Islander uh, home environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say that being a, as a Filipino, uh, growing up, I wasn't. I was always told, mm. always told, no explanation mm. at all. And that was the one thing that I hate when you say why. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I do with my kids. I explain what I explain why or have them be aware of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay, we're we're close to the end. So I got two more questions sure. for you. One kind of builds off of this um, in relation to kids, but also just your career in general. You've made a lot of transitions. Oh, my. (laughs) um, And there's, I'm sure, a ton of pieces of that journey that we haven't even learned right within this one conversation. But looking forward, now that we've talked about the past a little bit, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want Lori D to be known for?
1: Well, one is that I want to be known as one or the best or knowledgeable stretch therapist in the Bay Area. That's my dream. And soon enough, I really want to see where I can branch off here. I'm not too sure, yeah. but I do see myself um, helping everybody in terms of stretching and mm-hmm. having to be knowledgeable with that and perhaps home visits, yeah. you know? I'm having a studio and so I'm having to see where this branches off. Yeah.
0: We'll see it or not. Name it and claim it, girl. Yeah, yep. it. manifest it. Okay. The best stretch therapist in the Bay Area. Y'all are watching her right now. <laughs> so whenever that's named and claimed in the newspapers itself, because we already know, right? We yeah. already know. Yeah. That's why she's yeah. here. <laughs> Love. But when we're able to see it in the papers, yep. online and everything, you're gonna be able to come back here and be yep. like, I listened to her podcast in 2023. Yes. And we'll see, yeah, yeah, accountability right here. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. So then the last question is in relation to love, support, accountability. Is there one tip you would recommend for folks who are watching or listening for each of those areas towards how they can grow in their life? How they can grow in love, how Mm -hmm. they can find support, and maybe a tip around accountability.
1: So the way I view those three words, and I will actually combine as a whole, Mm -hmm. um, as simple as. The definition itself for it for each of it mm. um, when you think about the means of the word mm. I say have it align mm. with your value
0: yeah.
1: and what you want to seek out here and manifest so for example for love if you notice so there's different many types of love yeah okay for already we have love for each other right right absolutely. or <laughs> for example you have lo- you have that love for yourself yeah so how, make an abundance of that love feeling immerse yourself in it. Mm-hmm. But support, you want to be around with everybody that supports you, Yeah. right? And how does that look like? Yeah. Um, and definitely, this is another form of support. Right. Right? Absolutely. Well, I hope I was able to stretch you. I'm here on this podcast, right? Yes. And on top of that, with accountability, um, I say accountability yeah. is like, being your own accountability per, um, partner and having to be also surrounding that. Yeah. So it's your surroundings, yeah. the love, support, and accountability. It's who you are yeah. and um, what you could be from that yeah. happening from that.
0: Yeah. Act upon that. Yeah. yeah. I think that accountability to self is a hard, piece. It's a hard piece. It's it's
1: yes, it could be, but if you actually have people who. I it could be as simple as habit forming. So if you say, I want to have a planner. Actually funny, is, I'm saying this, yesterday I was talking to one of my friends and I want an all-in-one digital planner. Okay. And so it really marks on the, the stuff I want for myself. So right. finances, I want to improve my finances. I want to improve my, um, uh, my routines, daily routines, mm-hmm. uh, business and all that fun stuff and that already is accountability for yourself but if you have right. someone that can remind you
0: yes yes which we will i like the i like the outside accountability yeah. reminders like, yeah yeah i want to hold this to myself but i'm asking you to remind me right. <laughs> and that's
1: great yeah. express it so yeah. just figuring that around those three words i'm sure that mm. if you build one around that yeah. and it's it's like a, you know it's pretty uh supportive in its own three three words yeah. if you want to put it that way yeah. Yeah. Okay. It all makes
0: sense. It, it does, yeah. it comes together. And I think yeah. you've given us so many examples today of how those three words and the meaning behind them has carried you through the different phases mm-hmm. of life, right? Even from our embarrassing second grade stories, <laughs> like there's still an action of love, support, and accountability, and how we speak up for ourselves and take care of our yeah, bodies, right? Super aligning all the way to now, like thinking about having kids, raising them with the mindset of wellness and believing in yourself, being able to do something. Now they're watching you mm-hmm. take meaningful risks because you're following your heart and your intuition around what you know could be good for you and your family, mm-hmm. and. I don't think you can really ask for more. Like, that's amazing. That's amazing, just as is. So, I'm excited. I'm happy that okay. you talked with me today. Thank you. No, thank thank you, you for having me. I appreciate it. This means a yeah, lot. I love it. And thank you for everybody watching and listening. Please go check out Lori D. Um, we'll include Instagram, all the social media website things in the show notes. But for now, that's it. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Here to Uplift podcast. New episodes are airing every week with some bonus episodes in between two, so make sure you stay tuned by subscribing, following, liking, and engaging with us to let us know what topics you're most interested in and what might inspire you along this journey. We're going to keep working hard on our end because we are here to uplift not only ourselves but our community too, and that includes you. So I can't wait for you to hear the next episode, but for now, do your thing, let's get it, and let's keep moving forward. Uplift yourself, friends. You got this.